Oh, my dear friend, we are in the midst of that powerful and wonderful story of Nehemiah. If you didn't listen to my previous broadcast on Nehemiah, I would encourage you to do so because I know there are words of the Lord in there for you, especially for your situation today. We are not just going into history to learn some stories of history, but we are going into a story that has things to say and that will help us for our situation today. You know, so many times people, they ignore these wonderful stories in the Bible of Nehemiah and Esther and so many others that are there, and they are longing for a word for today, and they want to go into deeper things. But let me tell you, the Bible is such a practical book. And these stories of, like today, Nehemiah, the answers for your life, what to do. Lord, I'm in this situation. Lord, my relationship with you is broken down. Lord, I feel such a distance. Lord, the work of the Lord, the church where I'm serving, it's broken down. The walls have broken down. The gates have been burned. Lord, in my marriage life or in my family, I'm sitting in the junkyard and in the midst of the rubble and rubbish. Oh, Lord, what must I do? Give a word to me today to know the strategy, how to move forward and to see things to be restored. Well, my friend, the answer is right here in the book of Nehemiah. It speaks so clearly and so practically what we can do when the enemy comes against us. We have learned already that if you have come to a point where you have accepted the situation and you just have a feeling like nothing will ever change and you have no more desire for things to change, then you know the enemy will leave you alone. Yes, some have gotten accustomed to it to just sit down in the rubble and in the mess of their life and to accept it that that is the status quo. That is how it will be for them. And they have no faith that anything will ever change for the good. But my dear friend, that is a strategy of the enemy to keep you down. Don't stay down, but know that God wants you to rise up in his strength and his power and to overcome and to rebuild the wall that he may bring restoration in your life. And so don't come to the point where you accept that this is what it will be forever and ever, but the Lord is looking for someone and he might be looking just for you who are listening today to be the one through whom he can rebuild the walls and bring restoration. Well, we have come to the point that we have read the enemy as a strategy comes to ridicule us. And that was in the last broadcast. What do we do when the enemy comes and ridicules us? Well, you know what Nehemiah did. It says he prayed a prayer. It's so wonderful to know that we can pray. We have access to the Almighty One, the maker of the heaven and the earth, the maker of all living things and the giver of life who also sustains all things through his power and the power of his word. We can come into the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus and we can kneel down before him and make our petitions known. I think this is a wonderful privilege. This is the privilege that we have as sons and as daughters. This is the privilege that we have as priests before him. 
We are not just a stranger who has no access to the throne room. We are not just some person who lives way out there, but we are a son, a daughter who can come to our heavenly father. We are a priest. We have been exalted to be a priest. And we know through the high priest, we can come to the father today. And that is what Nehemiah did. He prayed, oh, let us pray when we come into a situation where the enemy comes against us. You know, it would be so wrong, and this is what many do in that situation, that they go against that one who ridicules them and they try to justify themselves. Oh, they come and they say, how can you say those things about me? What are you saying? That's not me. Oh, that was a different situation. Oh, you don't know the facts about that story. Oh, you know, that story has some other background or other things happened or it happened in a different way. And, and then they find out that that person already told three other people. Well, now they have to go to those three other people and explain how the situation was. And then they have to go to the other people who heard through those people and explain and justify themselves. You know, Nehemiah didn't justify himself. He didn't give an answer in that, but he prayed to God. My friend, when the enemy ridicules you, don't stand up and justify yourself to him or go to all these people who are ridiculing you and try to make a point and, and to silence them because then the devil will find somebody else to ridicule you. But continue the work that God has told you to do. Don't give your energy and your time to these people who are just sucking up all your energy and your time, but at the end of it, you'll be powerless and you will have wasted your energy and time because it will bring no good thing. Go to the Lord. Oh, go to him in prayer. Nehemiah went in prayer and he asked God to fight this battle for him. That's what we do. We say, Lord, you have heard what they said against me. You have heard what they have said against the church and about the ministry. Oh, my friend, I know what I'm talking about because also in my life, I can say that many, oh, they put all things on the internet and they have been ridiculing me and ridiculing us and the church and the ministry and what we were doing and us personally and the work that we were doing and the results that we have gotten. I tell you, the enemy, he loves to badmouth it all. But, you know, we let the enemy do what he wants to do. We have no time for him. We are doing a great work. And the work we are doing is not going around to justify ourselves. But what we are doing is we are rebuilding the wall. Stay focused, my friend. Rebuild the wall. Pour your energy in rebuilding your family, rebuilding your relationship, rebuilding the church and the ministry. And don't give your time and attention to the enemy but lift it up in prayer. Oh, don't keep praying and fasting for it for hours and for days and weeks. They are not worth your prayer time. Just pray to the Lord. Bring it to him in prayer. Tell him and ask him what to do with it and ask him that he will fight the battle for you and then leave it alone and spend your wonderful prayer time in fellowship with your heavenly Father, in the joyful things, in the good things, in the healing and restoration, and in the uplifting words and promises that he has given to us. And that's how we should spend our fellowship with the Father. It's not worth it to spend your 
prayer time talking about the devil and the devil's work. No, let the devil do his work, but we know we have a mighty God who has broken down all the works of the enemy and of the devil. It says Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, and he did so. Hallelujah. He did destroy the work of the enemy on the cross of Calvary where he crushed his head. And we have that victory, that victory of Christ Jesus. Well, you know, when the strategy of the enemy of ridiculing the people of God did not work, the enemy came in a different way. And he came to intimidate Nehemiah and those who were building the wall. That's always what the enemy does. He comes to intimidate us. Don't forget what the Bible says, that the devil is going around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. Yes, he's seeking whom he can devour, but also it says he goes around like a roaring lion. Well, I don't know about you, but when I hear a lion roar, I tell you, I run. I don't look back, but I run because that put fear on me. That intimidates me, that lion. But you know, we must learn not to be afraid of that devil, that lion who is roaring. Oh, yes, I would be afraid in my own strength, but not in the strength of God, not in the victory of Jesus. So keep standing in the victory of Jesus. Keep standing in the power of the Almighty One and keep near to the Lord. When we are near to the Lord, the enemy cannot do us any harm. But you know, that lion goes around roaring. He was there roaring to intimidate. And that's what happened. It says that Jerusalem, from all sides, the enemy came against Jerusalem to intimidate Nehemiah and those who were building. On the north, you had Sambalat and the Samaritans. And on the east, there was Tobiah and the Amorites. And on the south, there was Gisim and the Arabs. And in the west, there were the Esdodites. And so from all sides, the enemy came to intimidate Nehemiah. And of course, there was one objective, and that was they wanted Nehemiah to lay down the work. Listen to this, my friend. The objective of the enemy was to persuade them to lay down the work. That's what it was all about. They were afraid that that wall would be finished. The enemy knew that they would finish that wall. And so they wanted to persuade them to lay the work down. Oh, this is exactly what the enemy does today. His strategy has not changed. He comes and intimidates us. He roars like that lion. And he wants us to lay down the work, to give up, to say, we cannot do it anymore. Look to the left. Look to the right. Look before you and behind you. Look to the enemy who is there surrounding us from all sides. Oh, it's better to give up. It's better to lay the work down because maybe then we will be safe. You know, that's exactly what King David did. And that was one of the greatest mistakes in his life. There came a point where he said, if I stay here, oh, the hand of Saul will get me and he will kill me. It is better for me to go to the land of the Philistines and there I will be safe. Listen to that thought. That was a thought from the enemy, from the devil, that he said, let me go to the land of the Philistines. In other words, he said, let me remove myself out of the hand of God 
and go into the hand of the enemy, and there I will be safe for Saul. That was a foolish thought. That was a thought of the devil. Oh, yes, I'm not pointing a finger at David. Oh, who am I to say something about David? But it was written down, and it is written down for you and me that we will not make the same mistake, my friend. And so it says David thought if he would lay down his work there and move to another place, he would be safe. But you know, he went to the city of Ziklag and read the story for yourself. He came into the greatest need of his life because things changed for the worse. And now even his own men wanted to kill him because of what the enemy had brought upon them. And David, he cried to the Lord and the Lord gave him victory in that place. Hallelujah. If he would have cried to the Lord a little bit earlier, the Lord would have said, don't go to the land of the Philistines, but stay where you are because Saul has already went to the fortune teller and I will give you the victory very quickly, very soon now. So don't give up, David. I am with you. Oh, my dear friend, when the enemy intimidates and comes from all sides, don't run away. Don't go into the hand of the enemy and think you will be safe over there. But pray to the Lord and know that he is with you and he will guide you and you will finish the work that he gave you to do. So don't look to the enemy, but stay in your position in Christ and put on the whole armor. Look to God's victory and you will have the victory in Jesus' name. Well, if the ridicule doesn't work, if intimidation doesn't work, then he will come with discouragement. And he came to discourage the people. The enemy came to discourage Nehemiah. Oh, they were in the midst of all that work and they had already accomplished so much. But when they looked at all that still needed to be done, they became discouraged. They became discouraged because they felt weak. Oh, they became discouraged because the work was so heavy. And I can understand, oh, can you understand? Maybe you are right in that situation now when the enemy ridiculed you, you pushed it away. And when he intimidated you, you didn't listen to him. But now you feel discouraged. You feel tired and you feel the work is so heavy and the enemy is so strong and there is still so much to do. Oh, but my friend, Nehemiah, he comes and he reminds the workers of their calling and he reminds the workers of their purpose and he reminds the workers of God's protection. And I want to do the same today. Oh, isn't it wonderful how this book of Nehemiah is giving us the answer for our life and situation today? Oh, maybe you feel that you feel you are so weak and the work still is so much and you feel discouraged. Well, I want to remind you of your calling. Oh, you have been called as a child of God, as a worker in his kingdom. Oh, that he has called you to be a victor. He has called you that you would accomplish mighty exploits in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, and you have a purpose. It's not just a purpose of man, but it is a purpose that was already put for your life before the foundations of this world were made. Oh, because God had you in mind and he purposed you to be alive today with a special assignment and you will finish it in the name of Jesus. Come on, say it with me and say in the power and by the grace of God, 
I will accomplish and finish the calling upon my life and the purpose he has for me. And say it with me, my friend. I am not alone. I am not powerless. I am not weak because the Lord is my strength and he is my shield. He is my refuge and my strong tower. He is with me to protect me. When I go through the fire, he is there. When I go through the water, he is there. He will bring me through and he will bring me through in great victory. And finally today, if that doesn't work, the discouragement, he will come to put great fear upon you. Fear is the greatest enemy of our faith. You cannot be full of faith and full of fear. And the enemy wants to put fear upon us. Oh, this is a strategy he has used with much success through the ages. And so he still uses it today to bring fear. And he brought fear upon the people of Jerusalem and upon Nehemiah because they brought these rumors that they were going to attack and they were strategizing the enemy to attack from this side, to attack from that side. And Nehemiah every time heard that they wanted to attack from this side or attack from that side. Well, you know, that brings fear when you know the enemy is actively planning an attack and when they are bringing together their troops and they have their weapons and they are already moving into position to attack. But what did Nehemiah do? Well, the first thing Nehemiah does is he brings guards uh, to come to the weak places of the wall where the wall has not been restored yet. And he puts guards there. And these guards, they have the trumpets. And if the enemy should attack, they can blow the trumpet as a sign that they need help. And all the others would come to help them. And then he brings the families together that the family must fight for their own home and their children and their possessions. In other words, he brings the family together and he says, family, you must be there for each other. Oh, hallelujah for the church, which is a big family, the family of God. And we need each other. And the trumpet is there. And when one is under attack, he can blow the trumpet and we can all come to aid and we can stand together as one and we can fight together in Jesus' name. We can fight through the prayers that we do for each other. We can fight by standing there and encouraging each other and helping each other with whatever need there might be. And so also Nehemiah, he puts them with one sword in their hand and in the other hand, there is the building tool. Yes, a sword in one hand. And in the other hand, there is the building tool. And my friend, that is exactly how we must build the wall today. A sword in one hand and a building tool in the other hand. And the Lord will make us to accomplish it. My time is finished for today. But one more time, I will continue on the story of Nehemiah, the final chapter, final part that the Lord has put on my heart to share with you. And we will just continue on where I left off today. God bless you. And I hope you will listen to the next broadcast.